The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Streets in! Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. a victory Monday. Don't you talk in front of me on a victory Monday. What are you doing, Nick Harris? I still haven't figured that one out. It's a victory Monday here on Talking Cowboys. you got to wait for the, the beat to drop. you got to like wait for all go. of it to happen and the song starts going. Yeah. And by the time like the song ends, normally I'll be at the Cowboys beat the Patriots 38-3 to on Sunday afternoon. And then you pause while it kind of like plays in the distance. You want to run that back? <laughs> it's called hitting the post. No, it's okay. God, that was a forward slap and a backward slap. It was? Yeah. Sounded like both. I mean, a 38-3 was a forward and a backwards. Boom. It, yeah. was, a, it was a Rick Destroyed James. It was, bro, it was a Rick James slap. Uh, one yeah. of the five fingers. Yeah. Side of the face. What, you, what, <laughs> what were you wanting to, wanting to fit in there right at the beginning? Oh, no. I was just saying I haven't quite figured that out yet. That's, oh. That's why I said it. The You're song? Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it's okay. There's only been three wins so far. <laughs> We've got a lot We're still of time. very early. 75%. Uh, and the biggest and most significant loss handed to Bill Belichick in mm. his entire head coaching career. A 35-point beatdown at AT&T Stadium. It was really an unbelievable showing from all three phases. <laughs> and it got back to what the Cowboys did in weeks one and week two. Because then you now you you look at that week three matchup as a potential blip. I don't want to name it as a blip just yet, but now it has the potential to be one after the, what they did to the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was something actually I wrote about last night was Arizona was the exception, not the first two weeks mm. because they came back in week four and they almost immediately replicated what they did in the first two weeks. Uh, the defense got after it early. Defensive touchdown. Special teams was helping out. How about Chauncey Golston catching a two-point yeah. conversion? Mm. Uh, and then the offense, it was effective getting down the field and I'm sure we'll still talk about red zone this week and you know yeah. that'll be a point, but you know when the defense is performing like this, it's it's tough to find anybody in the league that can beat them, and I mean that. I I really don't think that anybody in this league can beat them when the defense is playing like, like they were last night, like they were against the Jets, like they were against the Giants. Um, it's just too much to overcome. Do you want to talk about Hunter Lipke too? Do it, do it now. You know, since you brought it up. <laughs> uh oh. One oh. moment. Uh oh. I knew there was an undershirt. I knew oh. there was an undershirt. No way. I s- oh. No way. Here we go. <laughs> One moment here. Oh, this is happening. We're having a wardrobe change. I almost got it. This morning. This is coming to the stage. Fullback for life. Wow. I love this. There's our man. Mm. Right there. Whoa. There's our man. Made it this morning. Fresh, fresh off the rack. <laughs> fresh off the rack. It'll be uh, $80 on nickharris.com later. I like it. But, I like it. But, yeah, how about our man? I, Get in I, the end zone. I knew you were a Hunter Lipke stan. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm always going to bring it up, especially when he has his first NFL touchdown. 
I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. I had no idea. You should have known. That yeah. was on the way. I saw the undershirt. I should have known. You should have known. Did you? Should've he wears known. an undershirt, though, normally, right? Yeah, I do, but it's typically black. But it's inside mm. out. Yeah, it's inside out. Yeah, yeah. It's small, a whole There are small details. It's an inside out shirt. Yeah, it's an inside out shirt that I made this morning. And it's honestly like I used to work out in this shirt and I uh-huh. found like a sweat stain on it. I was like, you know what? I just need to get rid mm. of this. So this is the last day this, this shirt is ever being used. And then it's getting sold. So anybody who's a, a Hunter Lipke stand like there myself. The auction's open. There Boom. You go. Going once. Should give it to charity or something. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> No, like for real. Like if like you wanted it. to auction it off for real and then maybe like give it. the money to charity. Why not? Yeah, That'd why not? Cool. But Custom. just an idea. Just Custom. an idea. <laughs> What did you think about the win? That was. That was do do cool. you want to talk about Hunter Lipke now? I, absolutely, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I actually talked to him after the game in the locker room. Uh-huh. And, uh, was he hype? He was so hype. <laughs> he was so excited. Um, he was like, yeah, I spiked it, gave a little flex, and then I forgot the ball, and Dak had to come up and give me the ball. <laughs> I saw that video. Uh, he said he just kind of like blacked out on the sideline. He yeah, says he dope. doesn't remember anything after that. He was just excited. And I was like, let's That's go. Really but, cool, uh, man. I, I, I will say with uh, Rico Dowdle potentially missing time, I, I will figure more uh, out today probably uh, and later into this week. Um, they're going to need somebody to step up in pass protection in, in the backfield, but also a guy that can be a threat out of the backfield because you don't want a guy back there who's just being used for pass protection. And then everyone knows what's happening pre-snap whenever that guy's on the field. So there might be an opportunity for Hunter Lipke moving forward, not only what we saw last night after Dowdle went down, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Two I things, like Kyle, right off the bat. First thing, I want to send uh, some some good vibes and prayers up for all those players that have to go to the, in the meeting room with Bill Belichick this morning because that is going to be horrific. Yeah. Um, so definitely they're going to need you guys' prayers. Uh, second of all, I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just gonna be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Uh, Especially second, at one and three. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. But the, the worst loss ever. Worst loss. Mm-hmm. That's not going to sit very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just telling you. Um, and second of all, uh, no disrespect, man. Like, I, I did not believe that Dallas was going to be able to control the trenches. Um, I also didn't think that that Tyler Biotis and Zach Martin were going to play, right? But still, even with those guys playing, I knew it was going to be a tall task yeah. against against this New England front, and they shut it down, right? They shut it down. Um, unfortunately, you know, Judon only got a small dose. I would have liked to see that matchup more, right? Um, having a solid defensive end really going up against our front. To be you to use that as a kind of a marker and as a test, um, so um, prayers up to him. Hopefully he gets has a fast recovery. Um, I know they had a couple of major injuries over there on their side, but um, I did not believe that Dallas was going to be able to hold it down the way they did on the front, and that's that was on both sides of the ball, and I was completely proven wrong, and I am glad that I was proven wrong because these guys, you you have to be able to control that aspect of the game. There is no question marks in regards to the personnel outside the interior line of this team mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. There's, there's no questions. You know you have the DBs. You know you have you have the receivers. You have the running backs. You have all the skill position players. You have all that. But the question mark has always been, can you move the ball on the ground effectively whenever you want to, and can you go ahead and stop teams from running the ball? That's always the, the only questions that really ever exist on this team. That's what they are, aside from yep. kicker going into camp. And we always have a kicker coming out <laughs> of camp, right? But they answered that call. And to your point, 75% of this year, right, in terms of what we've seen, they have executed. They yep. have ex- they've shown us that they're fully capable of doing that. Um, people can keep looking to the Arizona game all day long. I don't look at those games like that. The reason why is because every team presents a different matchup. Yeah, And unless you're facing that team twice a year, 
I can't call it a uh 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 oh game or whatever. Like I give the other team respect; they beat you that day, right? So Dallas has an opportunity for going forward to beat every team that shows up on their schedule, and that's all they can control. What happened happened. Now they just have to continue to put out this type of performance every single week, and obviously we'll get into it later on this week. They have a big test coming up. Almost every position group and unit rebounded yesterday. Yep. I mean, that, that's that's without stating, but especially the trenches on both sides yes. of the ball. I mean, they were dominant. Yeah. It, it was. It started with Tyler Smith, I think, on on the offensive line. Uh, Tyler Biotis had a good game before he got pulled out. I think late third quarter. Uh, Zach Martin as well. I mean, Chumi Doga even held his own whenever Judon was in for mm-hmm. for most of the game. So, and then on the defensive side. I, they were generating push in the run game. It was Hankins. It was Mozzie getting in there. On uh, probably, I, I think I had about 15 snaps for him. Gallimore, Neville. And I was, I was just, Neville Gallimore had the game of his life. Wow. I was. I, I Patrick Walker was sitting next to me in the press box, and it felt like every five minutes, I was like, "Did you just see Nev? Hey, did Bro, you see Nev just do that? Oh my gosh! Did that he was have the Neville. snap count in his helmet or something like <laughs> yeah. that? Like, yeah, it was. It was crazy. Well, I think Mozzie his Smith had his best his best day so far. I mean, yeah. you could add it up on the list. The interior of that defensive line set the tone just yeah. as much as the interior of the offensive line set the tone on the offensive side. So I, I think it's it's impressive to see the jump that they did make because that was one of our questions last week was how much can you fix in one week? How much can you turn around in one week? And it turns out you can fix quite a bit in one week. The Cowboys are used to this. They're 9-1 and one since the beginning of the 2021 season following a loss. Mm-hmm. They know how to rebound, and they've done so very well since the start of that season. But I think this might have been the most impressive one because of how down the loss to the Cardinals was, because of how much you were dominated on both sides of the football, and then the way you come back against a really good Patriots defense. I don't want to talk about their offense. Their offense has plenty of problems, and we've, we saw that again yesterday. But that defense came in as one of the top units yep. in the NFL, and you made them look like they had just as many problems as the offense Facts. did. I, I will say, even as the night went on last night, and I'm watching that Jets Chiefs game, yeah. I continue to feel better about you know, where this team is at. Even coming out of Week Three against Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs and the Bills both struggle with that Jets defense, and the Cowboys did their way with them. Um, and, and you can look at the Patriots as well, you know, and the, who the Patriots have played so far this season and what they have put together defensively, mm-hmm. and what the Cowboys did to them literally from start to finish last night. Um, so, man, I, I, I think uh, I think there's a lot of great things to take away, not a lot of negatives. Yeah, I want to save the defensive talk for the next segment, but I want to start on the offensive line. You brought up Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is quickly becoming one of my favorite players, maybe in Cowboys history, because I really love the way that he handles himself. I love the way that he plays the game. You talk about a guy who's willing and open to being a good teammate. You saw that last year with the way that he bounced inside and outside. The way that he plays the game with a ferocity, with an intensity, a physicality. He is uber strong but also just the way he handles himself off the field, too. And I'm talking in, in terms of favorite player in Cowboys history. I'm not saying best saying. player. I'm saying, saying one, out of the guys that I've watched <clears throat> or interacted with, he's one of those top guys because he did his job all day long. And he, he did so last week against Arizona, too. I thought that was maybe one of the two bright spots in that Arizona game was what he was able to do just by himself on an island at that guard spot. Then he gets some help back from Tyler Biotish. He gets a full week of reps with Chuma Adoga, and he helped push that defense 
backwards, and it was really impressive to watch up front. I love what Tyler Smith did from start to finish. I mean, there wasn't a ton of pressure generated on Dak throughout the night. I think he was sacked once or twice. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, the running game was able to be effective, effective enough to get the passing game going. I I think completions to 10 different receivers yesterday. uh, That's just a credit to the protection Carries to eight different players, too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody got involved. Absolutely wild. Uh, I I think a little bit of that was just, you know, it kind of getting out of hand late. But if you looked at this box score, probably, you know, mid-third quarter, that would still tell the same story uh, but Tyler Smith man it definitely looks like he's made a second year jump which we always talk about second year jump but I feel like we haven't really talked about it with Tyler Smith since the start of training camp mm-hmm. just because of how good his rookie year was his second year jump has all pro potential yes Isaiah raising your hand speaking of second year jumps <laughs> oh you were gonna take my transition Frickie, Frickie, Frickie. here I sure was <laughs> Jalen Tolbert oh okay 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 wow he just, way to throw it at me I was on your yeah. same page yeah. I was mm. thinking Jake Ferguson yeah. Jalen freaking Tolbert how about that listen here Mm, Everybody wants to talk about his offensive contributions, and yes, he has made a substantial stride in that. Right? Four receptions, 53 yards. It's more than what he had in the entire 2022 season. And he's been showing up over the past few weeks. Right? Yes, this is not just the first time he showed up this year. Right? Yep. They just do it to him more often this mm-hmm. time around. Was he four for four? Yeah, four yeah, for four. Four for four. How about the, the effort and the execution on special teams? That, all the that was the, the most impressive thing to me because that is the most undervalued thing from the fans' perspective. Fans can really look over for the majority of the time because they go straight to commercial. Nobody talks about <laughs> it, right? It's like, all right, I mean, we'll be right back, right? But That's when you go get the chips. And exactly, the table, right? You, you know, you've been holding it, right? Fill your drink. Exactly, yeah, right? That's what it is. This dude, I don't understand how difficult it is to make a play from the gunner position, okay? He was going against arguably the best gunner in the history of football. He was playing on the other side of the ball was was Matthew Slater, mm-hmm. who's arguably the best gunner and special teamer ever in the history of the game. Yep. Right, ten Pro Bowls, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, probably one of the first Hall of Famers in, at the specialist position. Okay, hmm. on the opposite side, you had Jalen Tolbert going down there, taking on the challenge. Whether he was thinking about Matthew Slater or not, I don't care. But he was going down there and showing you exactly what he's capable of from the special teams perspective. He had an impact on this game in a major way, going down there and making a big hit. Okay, just taking off. Just I was about to say something else. Taking off. Just I mean, I didn't say it with your chest. I haven't seen that speed out of him. <laughs> he has kind of that personality. It's kind of like I'm chill. Like I have the capabilities, but I don't always show it. Yeah. He took that limiter off, and now it was the best thing in the world for me to see. I'm not sure if everybody else saw it, but he went down there and made one heck of a play, mm-hmm. um, and then followed it up with offensive plays. So wherever he, however he was on the field and was being asked to be utilized, he was producing. And that's all you can ask of anybody on the roster. But even more so, from where he came from last year to where he is today, super kudos to him. Yeah, when he came in and made that tackle on that punt return, I, I first thought it was C.J. Goodwin just because of how fast he closed and the the ability to make that tackle and the physicality in the tackle, too. Yes. And then when I looked down, I'm like, oh, that's 18. That's, yep. that's Tolbert? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I no, was surprised. No hesitation. It was, awesome. it was super awesome to see. But And then in the receiving game, he was just as yep. effective. Uh, I mean, getting physical with guys on the boundary. I think he was matched up with Christian Gonzalez once and it had beat him, but uh, Dak had gone the other way. But it was, I, it was really good to see Tolbert yesterday. Yeah, it was. And looking at his snap counts offensively, I mean, Tolbert ended up with 24 offensive snaps, 17 special team snaps. If you're going to play like that on special teams and then contribute and catch all four of your targets and make some moves on offense, you will see more than 24 snaps. And that was uh, 34% of the offensive looks. He's going to see that continue to step yeah, up. That's not bad. Along the way. Yeah. 
I want to go to Jake Ferguson, too, because yeah. that was the other second-year jump that we're taking a look at. I mean, 7 of 7 yep. for 77 yards. He should have gone. I Hot mean, hand in a dice game. Yeah, I was about to say, you can't uh, you so. can't gamble in the NFL, but you could. Uh, he might have had some luck if he would have gone to the slots. But 7-7 seven, seven for 77. When you look at Jake Ferguson, what impresses you the most about what he's taken what step he's taking going into the second year? I would say the thing that's impressed me the most is his run blocking. Yeah. Actually, it would not even be in the receiving game. I, that was something that's we had talked something. about, and it's saying a ton mm-hmm. because when we came into the season, when we went into draft season, we were talking about how the Cowboys need a tight end that can assist in run blocking, especially with Ezekiel Elliott being out now, and you, you don't have that added protection um, and, and pass pro as well if you wanted to throw him in that situation. And man, Jake Ferguson has, has taken that upon himself, and he's he's excelled with it um, so much so that it's allowed that tight in groups kind of just develop at their own pace uh, in that department but talking about the receiving end man yesterday was great uh, getting him open in the seams uh, quick routes he's that safety net for Dak Prescott across the middle of the field that I think will just consistently we'll, we'll consistently see these type of performances from Jake Ferguson I think yeah Fergie I haven't really paid much attention to his running blocking so I can't speak to that right now but in terms of his reception, I mean, he's being that consistent guy. I mean, everybody knows Dak loves a good tight end, and he's fighting him. He's finding him often. I mean, he came into this he came into this game with the most targets in the red zone in the entire NFL. Um, he probably left the game with the most targets in the red zone in the entire NFL. Um, he's just becoming that tried and true, trustworthy tight end that you could really start to depend on. Um, and yeah, that's why you're seeing his his attempts right and receptions start to go up. Yeah, and I think the the way that you're looking at this tight end room now is Ferguson, a considerable gap between the guys that are that are there. Of course, Peyton Hendershot was inactive. He's been dealing with a bit of an injury. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, he's been doing oh. okay, but he had the draw, or he had the play that might have been the best thrown ball of the day from yeah. Dak Prescott, and it was a uh, it was a drop in the end zone. Got to catch that one, but. For the most part, I think this tight end room, it, it goes back to what we talked about prior to the season when we were in draft coverage is, okay, you've got something to grow with here. It's still not there yet, and yep. you still don't have it as a, a dominant week-in, week-out tight end group, but you have the pieces there to utilize, and they've been utilizing them along the way as well. I want to talk red zone later in the week. I don't want to talk about it right now. This is a happy day. Positive. This is a happy, happy day. <laughs> because of that, happy joy, joy. <laughs> happy joy. when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to switch the focus to the defensive side. Deron Bland. DB. Enough said. DB, the DB, has That's a big right. day. We'll talk about Deron Bland and the Cowboys defense when we come back with more Talking Cowboys after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of the Talking Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris. Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We have a special guest for this segment. It's Hi. Hunter Lipke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Lipke Day. I, I I hope you all expected that this is what this show is going to be. No, the rest it's got to be, right? It might be the rest of the week. Everybody at home is probably like, wow, Hunter Lipke's on the show? No, it's just a piece of paper sitting in a chair. But it's a great photo of Hunter Spike. Lipke spiking his first career NFL touchdown. I don't know about the hand Nick, position. what was the moment like for you in the press box? I mean, you were in the stadium. You were in the venue. <laughs> I mean, what what would it feel like whenever your guy found Pater? Yeah, you know, I actually heard a whistle pre-snap. Like, I don't know. I may have come from, like, the stands or something. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even really take it seriously whenever it happened. And uh, Patrick Walker was next to me, and then Nick Eatman <laughs> was a couple seats down, and they're all looking at me like, that's your guy, that's your guy. And I'm like... Oh, this is this counts. This counts. Let's go. <laughs> so I didn't even really get to take it in as soon as it happened. But uh, no, nah, it was it was super cool to see that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's fine. He'll have many more. So oh, good. Oh, thank goodness. Oh. You have to do a cartwheel on the next one. Uh, we'll see. Ooh, we'll can see. you do a cartwheel? I, I was about to say I first need to practice a cartwheel. <laughs> dislocate his shoulders. Yeah, I'll dislocate a lot one, of things. One tri- <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about this defense. Deron Bland and company. Mm. Three total takeaways. Two of which go for touchdowns the Cowboys right now three defensive touchdowns on the season they also have the most in the NFL since DC Dan Quinn arrived in 2021 that's 12 defensive touchdowns I want to see that compared to some of the teams in the NFL like I know 12 is not even close to comparable to offenses since the start of the 2021 season but I feel like that's a crazy number to even talk about over three seasons, Might let be. alone what he's done. You think so? 12? 
I mean, offense yeah, I'm is sure there's more than at least one offense in the NFL. You think so? No, Since the beginning no of 2021, there's, there's no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. If it was 12 I'm, I'm this, year, this year, that's what would be great. That's my mindset. My yeah. Mind. Or maybe even the three this year is probably comparable. I, I would like to see it compared to what this defense did just like in the 2010s because it felt like mm. they would go a whole year without a defensive touchdown and it would that's happen and it would be like blue moon. Um, but 12 and three years, I, I would like to see that compared with last decade. Maybe that's our research project. Maybe it is. Maybe, Maybe it that's is. what we look into today. All right, but De'Ron Bland, two picks. It, he was a talking point in the wrong way, the, the poor way, coming out of that Cardinals matchup. Dan Quinn said he had a nice matchup, but you go back and look at the film. Arizona targeted De'Ron Bland, and they took advantage of, of really the short amount of time that he was able to practice on the boundary he rebounded in a big way. Yeah, a huge way. Um, he was he was a spotlight whenever Trayvon Diggs went down, and everybody was comfortable in moving him out if he talked yep. to anybody in the building. And um, you, you see why after yesterday. Him just being able to not only lock down guys, but his ball skills, um, being able to track down uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, goodness. I The, the one play, the, the pick six, Mac Jones had tried him earlier. Yep. He had gone across his body to the opposite. Dropped it. Not even opposite hatch, just opposite sideline. And, and Bland just kind of like, he kind of missed breaking on it. And he said it post game. He was like, he, he wasn't going to get away with it again. And so he came and he broke on it. And once he picked it off, he was gone. I mean, there was, he, he could have gone 200 yards. That was going to be a pick six. Mm. Um, and then uh, he had a really great pass deflection, too. I believe that was late in the first half where he just closed super fast. And his closing speed is the best on this team um, uh, right now. I think with Trayvon Diggs on the field, they're 1A, 1B. But, man, uh, Deron Bland is holding his own, and he has the most interceptions in the NFL since the beginning of 2022. That's crazy. And when everybody is healthy, you easily put him cornerback three. It's just it's wild to think. Wild he may even think. be corner two if you think about it. Not not on the boundary. He would go back inside right. because that's where he's comfortable. But I mean, he's the one that's making the majority of the place, and he has been since he entered the league. So I think you could have that conversation that he's the second best corner on this team. Nothing against Stephon Gilmore. That's just how good Deron Bland has been yeah. to this point. What do you think about DB and the the defense yesterday? DB's a really good DB. He really is. I mean, ever since he's touched foot on the ground, since he came in last year, he's done nothing but make plays. He's been nothing but be a consistent um, resource for these guys. Uh, you go back to when the the line of duty was called upon him last year, and he answered the call. You know, um, obviously, it was a J. Lou went out last year, right? So he stay he steps in, makes plays. That's how you find out. And that was his introduction to the league was getting interceptions. Um, so we spoke highly about him last year because he answered a call. Now, all of a sudden, this year, he was already a starter. Um, but now he answers a call of Trayvon Diggs going down. Your, your best your best cornerback on this team goes down, and he steps up, goes from the inside. All right, we need you to go outside, much like a, much like a Tyler Smith last year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. And, you know, answer, answer the call. You got that rookie class really stepping up in a major way. Now he goes out there and makes plays at the outside cornerback position. The, uh, and it was, it was just awesome. It was, it was really cool to have be able to have that depth on your team that you can really depend on, not only to execute their assignments, but to be playmakers. Mm. It's crazy because we've talked so much about the front seven and the pressure that's put on Mac Jones. And there was certainly pressure there yesterday. Maybe not as many sacks. You had the strip sack from Dante Fowler Jr. leading to Leighton Van Der Esch in his first NFL touchdown. He told us on the postgame show yesterday that it was the first touchdown he scored since he was playing quarterback in high school. He wasn't even playing an 11-man football in high school. I mean, so this is the first time in 11-man organized football that he has scored a touchdown. But the uh, 
the the second sack came later. It was just kind of a, a no big deal toward the end of it. But it was the secondary that I thought did the best job. Going back and watching the film, I thought Stephon Gilmore was solid. Of course, we saw what Deron Bland was doing. And there were times where Deron was beat off the line of scrimmage, but then he would make a play late. Or he would he would make the right, take the right angle, make the right read. He would read the, the quarterback, the ball skills you talked about, getting there and, and making a play. But then I really liked the interior of that defensive line, too. And we talked about that a little bit already, but it allowed everyone else to play free off the second level. And it allowed for guys like Leighton Van Der Esch and uh, Damone Clark to have probably one of their best games of the year, too. Yeah, I was just about to say, Leighton Van Der Esch easily had his best game of the yeah. season so far yesterday. I, he was flying downhill in the run game. He was uh, you know, playing really well in coverage uh, in the getting back into the secondary. Um, that second level was awesome, and that's something we really talked about last week. It was not only the interior defensive line, but the second level really needs to step up if this defense wants to maximize its potential. They answered that call, and they did that. Um, mm-hmm. Even when in a game where Michael Parsons was mostly kept quiet, uh, mm-hmm. I think the Patriots did a really good job of keeping him limited. Also, he was off the field for a little bit in the first half with what uh, Aaron Andrews called a tweaked knee on the sideline. Um, but even aside from that, whenever he did return to the field, and before that they did a good job of limiting him and limiting the edges in general demarcus lawrence same way and so there was that interior defensive line that second level like hey guys we need you to generate that pressure now and they did that how big is it to have the the defense step up the way that they did and and specifically the guys that struggled against arizona Mm -hmm. interior defensive line linebackers to have them step up and show that hey that was possibly a fluke yeah it's huge i mean you talk about the defensive line the defensive line starts everything defensively for any team I don't care who you are right otherwise just give up the give up the cookies every single every single play but by the d-line performing well by them getting off the snap count like Gallimore was was I don't know what he was doing he was playing out of this world um getting off the uh, getting off the snap count but defensive line gets penetration and allows these second level guys Van Der Esch and Damone Clark to be your leading tacklers and that's what you want you don't want your defensive backs being your leader, leading tacklers on a team for a game. So you have Van Der Esch, I think, who has seven combined tackles. Damone Clark has six combined tackles. That's what you want to see on your stat sheet because that means the teams are trying to run the ball and they were ineffective because these linebackers were free to, to flow. Um, when you, you get, try to get to the sideline, these guys are going out there. You know, cornerbacks are consuming the receivers and the linebackers are able to free flow because the linemen aren't working up to your second level. So when you have that, when you have that impact on your defensive line, the benefactors are always going to be your linebackers, and that is very important for this team, um, and it's going to be very important for this team coming this week. And one question I've been dying to ask you since I started watching the film back this morning. There were a lot of times I found myself looking at the certain plays that had Mac Jones rolling out or mm-hmm. pressured or whatever ended up happening, and the mistakes happened from Mac Jones. I kept asking my, myself, was this – a product of the Dallas defensive scheme or was this a product of Mac Jones having uh, just an awful game? Because he was not good. And and Patriots fans will say the same thing. Bill Belichick will say the same thing. I'm sure Mac Jones would say the same thing. He will be playing next week, yeah. Yeah, he was not good. But was that a byproduct of how good Dallas was defensively or maybe just a mixture of both. I mean, I think I don't think you can look, just look at this game. I think you have to do exactly what Nick was saying and go back and look at the sample size from the previous three games and say, okay, well, you know, Mac Jones, yeah, he, even though he was terrible um, last night, this is what we've been doing to everybody. So when you look at it from that perspective, you have to give credit to the scheme and the personnel, um, and you have to weigh, weigh less on the fact that the quarterback was just an awful quarterback. Hmm. 
I think he's a little bit of both for yeah, sure. Like, yeah. You don't make that throw to Deron Bland on the pick six nope. and say that it was the defensive scheme that just overwhelmed. Good play Mac by Jones. Bland. Great play by Bland, not taking anything away from him or the defense. Decision. But I wouldn't have made that throw. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I've never been in the heat of the moment, but I don't feel like I would have. Anyway, um, <laughs> the defensive scheme I think from the very beginning though really overwhelmed Mac Jones as well. So uh, it's it's a credit to both. If I had to like put it at percentages, I'd put it like 65, 30, 35. Okay, and the, and another reason why I asked the question is you've done it against Daniel Jones. You've done it against Zach Wilson. You've now done it versus Mac Jones. Can you do it against Brock Purdy? That's my my upcoming question. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I mean, obviously, we'll get more into the 49ers this week. They have mm-hmm. far more weapons, far more, far greater offensive schemes. So yep. this is going to be a chess match, obviously, in the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator booths. Um, How about this? Did it build your confidence level in this defense no. going into Mac Jones? It doesn't change anything. It doesn't for change you? anything for me. I mean, I think we, we listen. There's, I'm not going to take anything away from from our defense. Our defense is absolutely balling out, and I don't care who's at quarterback for the opposing team. It's hard to do what this defense is doing. Mm-hmm. These numbers are absolutely insane. The pressure is insane. You know, Touchdowns. Yeah, the, across the board, Take how many ways. guys are making plays. But the, those those quarterbacks are not good quarterbacks. Let's just just keep it one hundred. Daniel Jones, you know, Zach Wilson, and um, and and Mac Jones. Those guys are. <laughs> it's probably at the bottom of the league when you talk about quarterbacks. But you don't control who shows up on your schedule. They show up on your schedule. You take care of them. Um, their performance is their performance. You just take advantage of it when when you can. So. Obviously, he's going to be a, a step up. I don't think – I think Purdy a, is a relatively good quarterback. I don't put him at, as a world beater. I just think that the scheme and what they do offensively is absolutely amazing over there in San Fran. So, everybody's going to be challenged. Dan Quinn's going to be challenged. Um, their their, their um, film study is going to be challenged, right? Their discipline is going to be challenged. Everything's going to be heightened. I mean, this you're about to play one of the better teams in the league. That has been one of the better teams in the league for a long time. So you have to step it up, continue to make the plays that you've been making, but you're going to have to – everything else gets fine-tuned, right? You're, the windows are going to be dwindled down. You know, you're not going to have quarterbacks throwing the ball late and across the, across the field, right? You're going to have to be right on top of everything. So not that you still can make your plays, but the room for error is going to be a lot less. I'm most definitely more confident after yesterday just because I I was worried at coming out of week three. I was like, what's going to be the exception here? The first two weeks or week three? And it ended up being week three. Reestablished that confidence. And watching what Christian McCaffrey did in the first half yesterday, I was really concerned just about the run game in general. Yeah. But my bubble guts have been calmed just a little bit. I think there's – I'm going <laughs> to need to see drink. it. I'm going to need to see it before I'll be completely like, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I need to see San Francisco go out there for four or five drives and, and see what that run defense does. Um, but talking about Brock Purdy specifically, I don't. I think it's less about going against Brock Purdy this week, and just more so against going against all eleven on that offense yeah. with their skill guys, with their offensive line, having to generate pressure with the guys that they have up front, and then the secondary having to step up with the weapons that they have. That's going to be way more important than what Brock Purdy does. You know, I I, I really like what Brock Purdy has done early in his career, but he's a system guy. Yep. Um, if you can if you can defeat the system, you beat him. Yep. Yeah, there's ways to win this game going up this week. And, of course, we'll talk about it mostly Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, taking calls tomorrow. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I have one more question for Isaiah, and then we're going to get to the smelly stickers. We're going to give away our players of the game. We're going to put it on the helmet, and we are going to give some smelly stickers away after the Cowboys beat down the Patriots 38-3 to of the final in Week 4. We'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. 
They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys, and also brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Before we get to Smelly Stickers, I want to ask Isaiah a question every day this week leading into this matchup because I'm just curious on how it is from a uh, a mental standpoint for players going from a win like that where you're dominant, you control in all three phases, 38-3, to just take down Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you execute so well in week four, but then you immediately look ahead mm-hmm. and you're looking straight at San Francisco. And this is not a game that will be overlooked. This is a game that's been circled for quite some time. On Monday... What is going through the player's mind today whenever we're having this recording, whenever we're going through this? They're not going to hit the practice field today. They have the off day tomorrow. What is Monday like in a week like this when there's such a big game on the horizon? Get yourself feeling as good as you can. Like, literally, get get your body feeling as healthy as possible ASAP because you know it's going to be a freaking bloodbath. You know that you're going to get beat to crap physically in terms of just a battling. Um and then you hurry up and get your film done. 
you get your film study out the way, you hurry up and get this game behind you, and you try to finish that off the first half of the day. You get your workout in, um, you do your treatment, you get your body, you know, swim, whatever else you got to do to start feeling right. Um, and then you start literally locking in on your next opponent because you know there's a lot to study. There's a yeah. ton to study. You start looking for any cues that you can that's going to give you some form of an advantage. And you want to have as much film work done as possible prior to having your Wednesday me- your Wednesday morning meeting, uh, special teams, coaches, you know, personnel meetings. Um, you want to have as much done as possible because once that scheme is presented to you, mm-hmm. the game plan for the week, you want to already be ahead of the curve. And most of the time, you go in there and you start trying to figure out, hey, what can I get from you right now <laughs> before Wednesday so I can get a head start? So when you when you were talking about film, you're looking back at Arizona. Yeah, or not you, at Arizona. Yeah, you want to hurry, hurry up and look at the New England game. Yep. I mean, you want to you beat the crap out of them, right? So you go and you figure out, hey, let me get my if, – if I can get my grades early, let me get my grades early. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hurry up and review that because coaches honestly don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Typically, that's what you're – um, you know, your Mondays are four. You come in, get your film stuff done, and you get your reviews, and you go over to watch the film, and then Tuesday's your quote-unquote day off. Um, Would there ever be a game where you completely throw the film out in a win like that, 38-3, where you say, listen, you don't, you don't, don't, don't go look at that? You don't throw it out, but you, you, you don't spend as much time on it. Okay. Okay, so especially when you have an opponent like the Sanford popping up. I don't want your focus on what you just did. You executed that. We knocked that out the park. There's some things we need to tighten up. Okay, here's a couple clips of what we need to sure up going into this coming week. This is what we put on film, right? We were, we expose ourselves in this regard. Let's go ahead and highlight this so that we don't have that same exposure going into this week. And then let's get done with it. Okay, listen, we got a whole lot to talk about this week. All right, this is mm-hmm. this is what we have to worry about. These are the personnel issues that we that are present. These are the, the schemes that are present. This is what they like to do. This is our game. The last time we played them, right? The last few times we played them, this is what the commonalities that they keep presenting. These, um, you know, you start looking at all the analytics, right? Um, they do a great job of breaking down the analytics versus this part of the, of the field. They like to run this. They like this personnel. This percentage of the time. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it. But you start diving into it because literally, when you are prepared for a matchup, you're in the huddle, and when you're when you're super heightened. Everybody's talking the same language. We get in the huddles, like, okay, it's third and six. Okay, you remember 37% of the time they're doing this, right? Or whenever we come out of 11 personnel, they're doing this, right? Keep an eye out for this. And you get to the line of scrimmage, you look at what they're doing, you look at your teammates, you're like, okay, yeah, got it, boom. All right, we're on the same page because we've we've already reviewed this so much. We've looked at the analytics. We've looked at the film. We know their tendencies. And you know that you're going to get kind of cur- a curveball here and there just in the beginning of the game. But sure. at the, by the second quarter, we, we, we're all settling in. This is the time of the year now. We're settling into who you are. That's what you are. And that's kind of what Mike McCarthy's always talked about. The first month of the season is a lot of feeling. Yep. It. It's a lot of ebbs and a lot of flows of who you are identity-wise yep. as a team. He's talked about that not only in the past, but especially this year being the case with some of these injuries up front and you're still trying to feel it out. I mean, San Francisco is one of two teams that are undefeated right now. And the two teams that are undefeated right now is the, are the teams that you're trying to catch. Mm-hmm. And that's San Francisco and Philadelphia. Those are the only two teams in the NFL that have a 4-0 record. Everyone else has a loss. So do the Cowboys. But with that being said, I mean, you have a chance not only to find that ebb and flow and settle that down this week, but you have a chance for that benchmark of, say, here's how we – stand up to the teams we're trying to catch. Yeah, but I, mean, I think for the most part, for the guys who have been here and the guys who have faced the 49ers in mm-hmm. the past, you, you just pay back. It's, it's, it is absolutely it's revenge. It's, it's absolutely So there's payback. no way to suppress that? No. No, you want to hit them in the mouth. 
you want to hit him in the mouth. And that's why I said you want to get as healthy as you can, as fast as you can. Michael Parsons limping around a little bit yesterday. He should be in treatment all day long. Mm. Zach Martin, get him in treatment all day long. Tyler Biotis, go sit in the dog on cold tub, get that hamstring ready to rock and roll. Tyler, you know, Tyron, Tyron, figure it out, mm. right? I don't care if you need to go get in a hyperbaric chamber, do whatever you need. Hey, Tyron, go find a hyperbaric chamber. Okay, drink water, eat, all that stuff, get healthy. They, the boys need you this week. All right, Chuma Doga, you've been doing a good job, but this is going to be a, a grown man's game up there in the trenches, right? So you need all your dogs. You need all your dogs. So do what you can to prepare yourself and get locked in. This is going to be a heck of a matchup. Can't wait. Yeah, speaking of, um, Dak Prescott and his press conference after the game yesterday, the very last question he was asked was, uh, what was the feeling, you know, walking out of um, San Francisco last week or last year with that loss in January? And he just kind of paused for a second and looked at the reporter, and he was like, it's obvious. You just want to piss me off going into this week, and I appreciate that. I do, actually. I do. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So he's yeah. locked in. Yeah, he's like, And then he walked away from, from the podium. I mean, he, that, was, that was it for him. I don't even know if that was supposed to be the last question, but he walked away after that. Mm. And that, was, that was it. Uh, a lot of players were asked yesterday, when does the focus shift to San Francisco? The only person that didn't say immediately was Deron Bland because he was like, I want to celebrate this. I'm not, I'm not looking at San Francisco <laughs> until Tuesday. Um, but uh, everyone else is like, yeah, um, you know, it's, it starts now. Uh, the, the week is here. It's not too early because it is, it's now. So uh, Michael Parsons especially. He's he's really he's really amped up for this one. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Sunday night football. This is the one that you've had you've had circled for quite some time. As soon as that schedule came out, this was the first one you said, "Yep." I think this one. was the first game that came out on the schedule, right? Like the I think day it before, was. like yeah. it was a it was a um, promo game that they had they had done before the schedule release. So. Yeah, I I turned on my TV last night just to go back and watch the game. I usually watch the game broadcast back when I get home and. I turned it on last night, and, and, ever, and the first thing that popped up on my TV, it was a promo of Cowboys 49ers Sunday Night Football. Yeah. I was like, man, yes, sir. Coach, we're hopping on this quick. Coach McCarthy has his work cut out for him this week in terms of managing emotions. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. talk about that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I like that. I like that as a conversation. We do have to get the smelly stickers. Nick, will let you start things off. You were in the stadium at AT&T. Who stood yes, out to you? I figure um, a certain defensive player will probably get mentioned here by somebody. So I'm going to take an offensive player, right? And I, I was looking at this pineapple during the break, and it's a pineapple that looks like it's sitting on a stack of books. Mm. And what do books do? They, they teach. They teach. They make you smart. Mm. And I think somebody who had a very smart day yesterday and played very efficiently was Mr. 28 for 34, Dak Prescott. Ooh. Took mine, you. Sandbagging. <laughs> what? <laughs> you what? I like that. You want to? You want to go next? Well, since he took young Dak, mm-hmm. I know where you're going on the defense side of the ball. <laughs> mm. uh, I need to look at some fruit here, buddy. Okay. Yeah, find some fruit. There's some peaches. That's just like grape scented oh, stuff. Okay. I got it. I'm Strawberries. Right Smells okay. amazing over here. I got it. Boom. See that beamer? Hmm. See that right there? It is a very happy. What is that? A peach? Yeah, it's a peach. Yeah, very happy peach. Got has has the love in its eyes. Mm. Okay. Um, this right here goes to Mr. Jake Ferguson. Ooh, Mr. Jake Ferguson, seven for seven for seventy-seven. Hot hand in a dice game, baby. Yep. Um, leading the NFL in red zone <laughs> receptions. He is the man. He is becoming Dax tried and true trustworthy guy and he is becoming a very dependable resource in the run game and obviously in the pass game for this team they need a tight end to be tried and true they have one shout out to 
Old Fergie. So are the hearts in the eyes of the peach there? Is oh, that's, that, how, he, that's is how he looks Dak at Dax. That's oh, like, oh okay. that's how he looks at Dak. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's Jake Ferguson looking at Dak Prescott. There you go. There's the, the sticker right there on our Cowboys helmet full of smelly stickers. Of course, we'll get, we'll get John's tomorrow, but you can also send in your smelly sticker picks by texting the text line. I don't have the text line number in front of me, but uh, if you have the text line number, send in your smelly sticker vote. I'm going to give mine with these these grapes. You see these grapes right here? What do you do with grapes? You you, you pick them, right? <laughs> that was, that, that was, was an wild. incredible <laughs> that was wild. audio. You don't get it. <laughs> it's like Isaiah Stanback ASMR. No? <laughs> <laughs> It was. It really was. You pick grapes. Oh. You know who had a couple picks last night? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. Yeah. Tough acting. Yeah, bang. Deron Bland. Bang. You got you to give it to him. He was by far the player of the game, and I think all three of us could have given our smelly sticker yes. to, to Deron Bland, and it still probably wouldn't have been enough because not only is he stepping in into a massive, massive role change going from the inside to the outside and playing on the boundary, but he has stepped in and made plays significantly. Two pick sixes already this year, mm. three interceptions, eight since he entered the league as a fifth-round pick out of mm. Fresno State. Speaking of picks, I mean, I talk about the value pick of the 2022 draft. Yeah. It might be De'Ron Bland all the way across the board. So credit to the front office, credit to him stepping up and continuing to do Big things on that defense. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Happy Victory Monday, Cowboys Nation. Enjoy this one for a little bit, but we're about to turn the attention to the biggest game of the year to this point. The Cowboys and the 49ers coming up this week on Sunday Night Football. We'll break it down for you as the week goes along. We'll have a Talking Tuesday tomorrow, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We're going to be taking your phone calls throughout the show, and we're going to try and fit in as many phone calls as we possibly can get on there early get on there early you can give us a call right now for cowboy storyline starts at 10 a.m with nick eatman 888-855-2297 as well for chris beam isaiah standback oh man oh goodness i'm gonna do that again for chris beam isaiah standback (laughs) nick harris i'm kyle yeoman saying so long on a victory monday the cowboys beat the patriots 38 to 3 we'll see you tomorrow with more talking cowboys This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?